Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Avoiding Feigning Spells by Bishop Herbert Bailey. I'm excited to continue the word uh, that I started with you last week. And uh, and that is avoiding fainting spells, avoiding fainting spells. Now, I don't know if I told you all this story, uh, but I, I meant to tell it as part of my part of this lesson. Some of you may have heard me tell it because you all know if you go be around me, I tell I keep saying my stories with you over and over again. You know, somebody somebody got offended with me one time uh and they, they left the church because they said they said they tired of my stories. And and I tell y'all that thing messed with me for a while until one day I was in an airport, I think it was in Dallas, Texas. I didn't even know the person. Person said to me, Are you I wasn't bishop then. Are you Pastor Bailey? He, I said, yeah. He said, I watch you on TV. That's when we were on national television. I can't remember if it was INSP or the Impact or the Word Network or something. He said, he said, can I tell you, your story blesses me. Your, he said, don't ever stop sharing your story. And I said, that encouraged me. So I share my stories over and over again because my stories that I've gone through in my personal life many times bless other people. Uh, and so uh, a few years ago, it was probably over 10 years ago, my son Tyler, he was on the campus of, of um Hampton University. I didn't go to HBCU. I wasn't even familiar. I saw him from afar. I had never been on the campus of HBCU. And uh, so it was homecoming for Hampton University where he went to school. And we went there. And so I think we went up on Friday and we supposed to come back, get an early flight on Saturday, on Sunday morning, not Saturday morning, on Sunday morning. So I could be back by 730 service. I believe, think I had arranged for one of my campus pastors to teach the first service, preach the first service, then go on to that campus. And I would have been back for the second service. Well, we get to the airport, whatever time we got to the airport, um, uh, they tried to tell me my bag was too big or something. And uh, I, you know, y'all know I travel around the world. I take two bags. I, I take a roller bag and I take a duffel bag. And every now and then I come across somebody just like to give me a hard time. And it, this person gave me a hard time, told me I couldn't, my duffel bag was too big and I had to check it. And then they said, but it's too late because you got to check everything before half hour and you're too late. 
And so, and so she said, I'm sorry. So I said, well, uh, uh, so I said, well, I, the bag can come later. I'll just get in a flight. She said, I'm sorry, sir. We can't separate you from your bag. And she said, I'm sorry. You're just not going to be make this flight. Y'all look at me. And I did like this. I said, oh. and, and Marcia caught me <laughs> in that moment. I almost physically fainted because I got overwhelmed with the, with the idea that I don't have anybody prepared to preach the second service. Chandler wasn't really Chandler wasn't ministering then. I didn't have anybody who I could call on the spot to preach that second service, and and I got overwhelmed. And, and Martha said, "Her." I laugh about it now because such things would never cause me to faint now. As a matter of fact, now I would, uh, because I've learned and I've even grown through that. Just because man tells you something, gives you, tells you no, don't mean that's the final answer. Whenever I get a no now, not I always do, I always ask, can I speak to your supervisor? Is there a manager? I go to a high authority. Come on. When you get no in life, go to a high authority. There is no high authority than El Shaddai, the almighty God. Just a man says no, don't, don't faint. Give up and get overwhelmed. And so seriously, so now, and since then, I've gotten no's and about planes. Tell me I had to check this. And I asked to check with somebody else. We, we, when we were going to out of the country a few weeks ago, I had my same bags. I'm, when I say literally, I've traveled with these two bags around the world. And the reason why, because I don't, I don't check luggage. If you ever get caught in Africa for a whole week and don't have, <clears throat> going to be nice, underwear, you might not check your stuff. I have learned to travel around the world and not take have to check luggage. And so, um, uh, a, a, a few weeks ago, a woman said, "Well, can that fit under? Can that fit under the under the seat?" I said, "It can fit under the seat." I said, "Not only that, I said I am flying first class." In other words, because first class, you've got more more, and she's just trying to give me a hard time. But my, I'm saying all that to say is that the reason why we faint. Because we get overwhelmed. To faint, it means to become spiritless, weary, exhausted, to pass out, to lose consciousness, fall in contact, black out, collapse, give up hope, kill over, conk out, zonk out, drop, go out, take a, take a flight. Come on. God doesn't want us to faint. Our foundation scripture comes from Proverbs 24 and 10. If thou faint, in the day of adversity, the day of trouble, the day you get a bad report because somebody said no. If you faint, you fall to pieces, flake out, drop out in a day of adversity, thy strength is small. And God does not want us to have small strength. We don't have to have small strength. Come on, somebody tell you, I got big strength. I got big strength. Thy strength is small. That verse from New Living Translation, Proverbs 24 and 10 it says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, that tells me pressure does not have to make us fall. We can bear, you know, the scripture says there's no temptation. And besides, I said, test or trial, such as common to man, that God will not will, will not with the temptation, make a way of escape. We were thinking about getting out. But when you look at the Amplified, it says, that we can bear up under it. In other words, God will strengthen you to not buck under the pressure. God will strengthen you to not be knocked down under the pressure. In other words, I can still stand. I can, the pressure is not gonna break me. And sometime through life, you go through pressure, but it does not have to break you if you got big strength. Somebody say, I got big strength. 
You fail or fall under pressure. Your strength is too small. Then that verse of the message translation says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Now, you may not like that. I mean, that, that seems like insulting, seems disrespectful to talk to somebody like that. But that's how Peterson, the Peterson translation, or what we know as the message translation, or even paraphrase, refers to that scripture. Said, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. There wasn't much to you. You wasn't made of much. You didn't have much. Come on. We do not have to fall to pieces just because we're in a crisis. Jesus told us. He promised us. He predicted. He forecast. He prophesied. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. Nobody gets to live on earth without going through some trouble, whether it's financial trouble, marriage trouble, children trouble, health trouble, or car trouble. Come on, anybody ever had car trouble? Come on, some, some, some. I thank God I had had car trouble in many, 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 many years. But y'all, I remember when car trouble was a major deal in my life. Is it going to start? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> this is funny. Somebody told me this recently. Uh, somebody told me this recently, and I ain't gonna say who it is. But, but, but they said they gotta go outside and warm up their car in the summer. You know, they got to start their car up early in the summer. Now, come on now. You know, if you got to, if you got to start your car up early in the summer to make sure it's going to ride, you got truck, you got car trouble. Okay. I, I ain't making fun of nobody. All I'm telling you, come on. Just like we believe God for other stuff, you, you can, you can put your faith towards a car that's reliable. Amen. That, that's reliable. But I mean, if you fall to pieces because you got car trouble, you fall to pieces because of whatever trouble, Bible said it much, wasn't much to you anyway. So God tells us that we can build up ourselves to the point that we can have trouble without trouble having us. Pastor Dollar wrote a book many years ago about troubling your trouble. You got to learn how to trouble your trouble. You got to make trouble run away from you <laughs> rather than you run away from trouble. Amen. Well, Sister Marie, I agree with you. God solves your car trouble problems right now. I call forth another call for you in Jesus' name name. Somebody else got car trouble. Come on. that That's real. That's real. You know, I mean, when you need reliable transportation, that, that that's a real thing. But there's another scripture that says that God is able to help us out of any trouble. Any trouble means it, any means any, no matter what trouble, family, financial, health, uh, credit card, whatever trouble, God's able to help us. So, why do we experience any, just because we're going through trouble, fainting spells? Fainting spells. Like I almost fainted at the airport when Marshall grabbed me. Because something is lacking. We faint because something is lacking. Okay. If, if you were to faint and then go to the hospital, first thing they're going to do, they're going to check your blood pressure. They're going to check your pulse. If you kept having faint, they may even take blood. They want to see where it, is there some type of nutritional deficiency? There's something because these bodies are not made to just go around fainting all the time. As a Christian, you're not supposed to be failing and faltering and fainting and lose consciousness and, and up sometimes up and sometimes down. We just seen that song when I was a, when I was a kid in church, a little boy in the Baptist church uh, had so many songs that used to say, 
um, sometimes up and sometimes down, almost level to the ground. And you can hear that until you know, know the word. You need to know it's not the will of God. And we don't have to be sometimes up and sometimes down and almost level to the ground. The Bible says we can be steadfast, steady, unmovable, always abounding, always ascending, always going higher. We don't have to be down and down, sometimes up, sometimes down, up and down. Now, life life can be up and down. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, y'all, I'm getting filled up thinking about, I'm thinking about the time my life has been up and down in some kind of way. God caused me not to just to, to survive, but to keep thriving. I look over the history of our church. In the history of our church, in when we hit the 2008 recession, okay, churches started laying people off. Finance went down. Now, our finance went down too, okay? But not to the degree that it, it, it affected us in any significant way. Didn't have to lay anybody off. Not only that, at that time, we were believing God to pay off $4 million for our family life center that we had just built in in 2000. Um, I'm losing track now. I think think we, we built that. We built that in 2008. We finished it in when the when the greatest recession of the 21st century came. And then we paid it off. Paid off four million dollars in the midst of a recession. While the world was going down, we were still going up. Okay, in in the midst of things going down, you can still be thriving. Come on, I believe God that you can continue to thrive. That you can continue to have what I call thrust. Okay, now when you when you those who who fly when I fly we ain't flying ourselves right. We fly in airplanes. Airplanes, the whole thing of avionics and jets, it it dry it's it's run by thrust. The power of those engines supersedes the law of gravity. Hmm. The power of thrust supersedes the law of gravity. As long as those engines are running, and then sometimes they will even tell you when it gets bumpy, it gets bumpy, and they will even tell you, listen, we're going to see if we can ascend up over this. Or they may even tell you before we start, this is going to be a little bit bumpy going up, but then when we get up to 30,000 uh, 30,000 feet, we should be fine. Can I tell you, if you would stay in the word, keep trust God, you can rise above the turbulence. And, that, and the, can I tell you this? The higher you go, the smoother the sailing. Now, commercial jets fly like 30,000 30, feet, but private jets, private jet, private jets, not, not, not the private props, but they, they fly like 10,000 feet. They got to stay low. But private jets, like a Gulfstream, I believe that they fly at 40,000 feet. They fly 10,000 feet higher than the commercial jets. And the higher you go, the smoother the air is. Come on. Somebody say, let's go higher. Come on. The higher you go, the smoother things can get. Now, now watch this. Yeah, it's stuff still happening down here. Doesn't deny that it's happening, but it's no longer affecting me because I'm steadfast, I'm unmovable, I'm always abounding. It is the will of God for us to keep going higher. That's why the Bible tells us in Jude 20, beloved, build up yourself, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. One of my spiritual sons, a pastor called me the other day, okay, a little bit frustrated, and I told him, I, I let him know he ain't the only one. Okay, I let him know same thing happened right the wretched. He said, Listen, I reopened and people aren't coming back, volunteers aren't coming back, and I'm feeling so discouraged. I said, Brother, this ain't just you. It's not just you. But I told him this. I said, I said, you need to understand something. First of all, you're not the only one going through it. 
that's comfort to know that that devil just ain't picking with you. He's trying to mess with all of us. Okay. But, but I told him, he said, he said, Bishop, can I tell you the greatest thing that you taught me to do is to pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, and I'm telling you even right now, why? Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself up. I call it charging your own battery. Rather than sitting around, sitting on the side of the road, hoping that that triple A going to find you, you can charge up your own battery. Amen. All right, let me move on here. So we said, what, what causes us to have fainting spells, give up, cave in quick, zonk out, drop out, give up, backslide, leave the church? And I started giving you seven things. First, when we said sometimes lack of food, not eating. Okay. And that was based upon um, Jesus to Matthew 15, 32. Jesus said, listen, he fed the 5,000. He said, I'm not going to send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. When we don't, when we aren't nourished spiritually, you're going to faint. You're going to faint. Deuteronomy 8 and 3 tells us man doesn't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out out of the mouth of God. Job said in Job 23 and 12, he said, I esteem your word more than my necessary food. The understanding that you got to be nourished with the word. And some of y'all, I mean, come on, during this time, they have pushed television on us. They have pushed uh, Netflix on us and HBO Max on us and Prime Video on us more than, and we are constantly being fed. There's a movie right now I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, what's it? The Heights or New Heights or whatever it is. Okay, I'm looking forward to watch. But, you know, they're always pushing. They, and so you can sit home and just spend hours watching television, watching movies. Come on. But you need to be nourished with the word of God. You need to get in this word. You come on. You need to get it. You need to read it. You need to be listening to it. Come on. You you need to, you need to sometimes uh, music is wonderful. And worship music is, is even wonderful. But sometimes you need to be listening to the word of God, especially when you're going through. When, when, you know, the reason why I know so much about finances, because that was the major area in my life that was for so years, so, so long was holding me back. If you could, if you could look at many of these books here behind me, yeah, I got a lot of faith books, but you're going to see a lot of, a lot of business books. You're going to see a lot of, a lot of finances books. The areas that I was weak in, I started buying books to read and build myself up in. So you got to you got to know you need the word of God. The word of God will sustain you. Secondly, I said people faint because you lack a pastor. And 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 I recognize I recognize I'm not everybody's pastor. You know, when people people come in the right direction, for some people, I'm I'm just a preacher at that church. Some people, I'm the pastor right direction. Some people, I'm their pastor. Some people, I'm their spiritual father. So it 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 depends how you receive. How, how you receive. And can I tell you how you esteem one will determine how much input they can have in your life, how you esteem them. The word esteem, a similar word is appreciate. What's appreciate? Appreciate means it goes up in value. When you are, when you appreciate someone, you give them high value in your life. When you appreciate, if you appreciate, you know, uh, if, if I got a piece of jewelry and I really appreciate what well, man, Marcia gave me this. So I really appreciate it. So I'm going to treat it more, more carefully. I, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to take it for granted. When you appreciate something, you increase the value of that in your life. When you appreciate your pastor, now his words or her words are heavier to you and there's more impartation. Okay. And Matthew 9, 36, Jesus said they fainted. And they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. 
James 3 and 15, he said, I'm going to give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And then James 20, excuse me, Jeremiah 23 and 4 says, when God gives you a shepherd, there shall be no more uh, who will feed you. There'll be, you'll fear no more. You won't be dismayed. That's overwhelmed with life. You won't be lacking. Thirdly, we say people faint for lack of a prayer life. Luke 18 and 1, Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not faint. If you Now, you're either going to faint, give up, and quit, and be knocked down all the time, or you're going to get a prayer life where you learn how to build yourself up and stay strong. Number four, we said that people faint for lack of focus. Lack of focus. When I say lack of focus here, I'm talking about lack of focus on spiritual things or lack of focus on what God said. Because what it, Now, watch this. As I think about it, Mm. I watch this. It's going to be kind of be profound. There's really no such thing as lack of focus. You're focusing on something. It's lack of focus on the right things. You, you, you're focusing on something. If you lack focus spiritually, that's because you're very focused naturally. You, you, everybody's focused. Man, I never said that before. Never heard anybody say. Everybody's focused. It's a matter of what you're focused on. When we when we talk about reaching destiny, when we're talking about succeeding, you got to be focused on your goals. You got to be focused on your ob- objectives. Okay, I have watched again. I've said it over the years. Okay, I've said it over over the years. I and it usually happens more. It happens more with. It can happen with men or women. But over the years, twenty five years in pastoring, I've seen it happen more with women than with men. That you fall in love and you love Jesus. You used to shout, jump, run around the church. You were serving in ministry until you get a boo. Now you lose focus. No, you ain't lost focus. You change your focus. Instead of focusing now on the Bible, you focus it on the boo. On folk, rather than focus on spiritual things, now you're focusing on natural things. Rather than now focusing on him, now you're focusing on him. There really no such thing lack is lack is what you are choosing to focus on. And so when people faint spiritually, because you're focusing more on natural things than on spiritual things. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. It said, For which cause we faint not. So we don't have to faint. For which cause we faint not. For though the our outward man is perishing, diminishing, deteriorating, the inward man is renewed every day. So I got to focus more sometime on in, internally what's happening externally. But I light affliction, but for a moment, and if you go through it right, if you remain, keep the right focus, it'll work for us a far more exceeding way to an eternal way of glory. But you got to connect verse 18. Wow. In order for it to work for you, in order for it to not... To, to increase you rather than decrease you. Wow, you can't be looking at the things which are seen. But things which are seen, natural things, are temporal, temporary. But things which are not seen are eternal. Number five, then I'm going to go to number six and, and really spend some time there. Number six, we lose, we faint, give up, cave in, quit, fall under the pressure because of lack of ministry. And let me take my time right here and just say, when I say lack of ministry, I don't mean being ministered to. I mean, you are not involved in ministry. You are not serving others. So it's all about you. Sometimes what keeps us going is that we realize it's bigger than me. If I fail, if I think everybody else is going down with me, my life affects too many people. I used this example last week when we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of talk now about 
women having children and then going through postpartum depression. And so we were watching this documentary, something one time about postpartum depression. And I asked Pastor Marsh, I said, I said, I said, you know, we have four children and we were and we were away. We were seven hours, six hours away from any relatives. Uh, we were, you know, I had a relative there in town. We were estranged. We weren't talking to her. That's my uncle I went to work for there. And um, and then, you know, his. Yeah, and so anyway, we had no we had no relatives and we had no family. And we were raising our children by ourselves. We had our church family. Our church family became our extended family. So I said to Marshall, we're watching this thing about post postpartum depression. I said, do you think you, you went through post postpartum depression? Do you think you ever? Th-? She said, I didn't have time to be depressed. I had too much to do. And when we both started laughing, she said, I probably was, but I couldn't focus on it. She said, realizing that I couldn't, I didn't have time to be caught up with how I was feeling because I had these bunch of little people who were dependent upon me. What is that? That's simply ministry as a parent. And sometimes we faint, we give up. I'm still on number five, Sister Elizabeth, and that is lack of ministry, lack of serving others. You need to do something beyond you and serve someone beyond yourself. That'll strengthen you to keep going. When you feel like giving up, you're like, no, I can't give up. Man, too many people depending on me. I'm helping, you know, it amazes me, y'all. Um, and I watched this over the years. And usually happen with offense. People can be so faithful in serving in ministry. They can be the main person who's leading this ministry, overseeing this. But when folks want to say deuces, they, they don't care. Deuces, I'm out. They will give, they will give, you will give your natural job two weeks notice. And at the church, we just don't show up anymore. Because we, we don't respect God's house and God's men and God's women and spiritual things. And so uh, when I've seen people do that, I don't get mad because I've I'm, I mean, been doing this 25 years. I've watched people do this. Thing. I, I equate that to me being in a private plane. And I have one pilot who's flying. And the pilot decides that he want to go skydiving. And so he gets his parachute and jumps out the plane and he leaves me. Now, I'm not a pilot. I was dependent on this pilot. But basically, pilot's attitude, hey, learn to fly. Either you fly or crash. That's how I look at it when people who are serving in ministry, who are supposed to be committed, and we were dependent upon you, just quit like that. And and so, I, I, I and then I even tell people, that's why we try to have, you know, have backups and somebody else who knows what you do. Those of you who are pastors watching me, always try to have a backup. I got some staff members and I tell them, I said, well, who else knows how to do this? You you can go on vacation. You, God forbid something happened to you. We got to roll on and keep moving beyond you. And so, but sometimes if you would realize that more people depended upon you, this is bigger than you. Trying times and circumstances reveal who you really are and what you really have. Sometimes we experience spiritual fainting spells. In this series, Bishop Herbert Bailey shows us what we're lacking and how to avoid fainting spells in trying times. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for avoiding fainting spells.
As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.